on, everybody? Welcome back to the Going the Distance podcast, presented by ImmaculateSports.com. Twitter's at Sports. Instagram is also at Sports. TikTok, YouTube, Immaculate Sports. This is episode 146. And we got a lot of good stuff here. Not only did, uh, you know, some things like the NBA draft, College World Series happen that we'll get to. It's bigger than that. Today, we're going to predict which active players in MLB will make it to the Baseball Hall of Fame. You know, I take this kind of thing very seriously. So uh, we're going to have some fun. Yeah, I, uh, I'll give I. I guess I'll give a little sneak peek for that. I had 58 guys beyond that list. I think you know uh, I had like 20 something, and I thought I was stretching it. But we'll get I, to it. I have 58 dudes that you know have the legit potential to. Obviously, you know injuries can definitely short yeah. that number down. But there's 58 dudes that I think legitimately have a pretty good chance to get in if things go correctly in their career. That uh, I know Scott is a bit more strict than me when it comes to that stuff. But let's get right into the opener. And I got to talk about Ellie De La Cruz and his cycle that he had on Friday. Uh, started off with 116 mile per hour exit velocity double, uh, which was an absolute rocket. Would have turned it into three if, you know, it wasn't hit so damn hard. Uh, after that, he ended up hitting a homer. His next step bat, which seemed like a bloop homer for him because he just barely hit it over the wall. But with his power, you know, hitting the ball just barely over the fence seems like he's not doing much to it, but just says how strong that guy is. Next at bat, broken bat, single. That was sick. And then the next at bat was a ball into the gap, same spot that he hit his double, but it wasn't hit nearly as hard. Gave him the opportunity to come around second easily and slide into third with a triple in an absolute crazy game uh, that the Reds won on Friday night versus the Braves. Ended up losing the next two. And a series loss to, you know, the best team in the NL right now in Atlanta. But uh, things are going on in Cincinnati, and it's fun to watch. Hence the uh, Cincinnati hat I'm wearing right now that nobody can see because it's only audio. It's uh, definitely beautiful looking, though. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. All right. Well, the best thing I saw, the NBA draft on Thursday. And uh, we'll get more into the specifics a little later, but... Uh, Honestly, the best thing for me this week was the introduction, official introduction, I guess, to Victor Wembanyama because this guy is is such a freak athlete. Like it, I'm so excited to watch him, man. And he's he's so confident and and maybe not cocky, but uh, I don't know. He knows he's the dude. And this kind of thing doesn't happen where you know the 18 year old already knows he's the guy, and uh, I love it. You know. I think he's going to have a great career. Yeah, should be a lot of fun to watch. You know what my prediction was. Uh, yes. so we'll see if that comes true. Uh, but let's go ahead and get into where's your head at. Same way that we start every single week, the player, pitcher, and rookie of the week. I guess we'll get started with rookie of the week. Skelly, who do you got? Yeah, I think this is an obvious one. Uh, future superstar, red shortstop, Matt McClain. <laughs> 353 I, think too. Yeah. I love Matt McClain he's oh, fun yeah. to watch five extra base hits in just five games this week uh I mean I, I guess I'll give co co-winners to the shortstops Matt McClain and uh and Ellie because uh Matt McClain had five extra base hits Ellie had four but he had that triple that Matt McClain didn't have so uh Ellie got the cycle uh yeah awesome week for those two yeah it is uh I guess 
I, I chose Ellie as mine. Seven for 21, one homer, two stolen bases, and one cycle. Uh, but Matt McClain did have that game on Sunday. We actually ended up having four extra base hits, three doubles, and a homer. And I guess if you really look at it, that's about the same as a yeah. cycle. But obviously getting a triple is probably the hardest part of getting the cycle. And uh, McClain wasn't able to do that, but he still had the total bases that you need for it. Yeah. Uh, two studs in Cincinnati is the point, though, that we got to point out here. And again, says he's got it going on. Moving on to pitcher of the week. Joe Ryan, the Canadian complete game shutout with nine K's against Boston. Uh, you know, something we've seen less and less over the years happen, the complete game shutout. And Joe Ryan got it done this week. Yeah. Captain Jack Sparrow of the MLB. Joe Ryan is my pitcher of the week as well, too. The complete game shutout first twins complete game shutout, I believe in like three or four years. So uh, shout out to Joe Ryan. Coming the ace of that staff over there in uh, Minnesota, even with Sonny Gray and Pablo Lopez. Yeah. Player of the week. I got to go with Shohei Otani again, man. Back-to-back weeks for him. He fell behind earlier in the week in the home run race. He hit two more at the end of the week. Take the lead. Four ribbies. A seven-inning shutout against, uh, sorry, seven innings, one run, 12 Ks against the Dodgers. And again, they lost. That's just so sad, man. But, uh, you know, hitting a one dot OPS and then striking out 12 in the same weekend, uh, you got my vote. Yeah. I decided to mention somebody else besides Shohei because yeah. it's just, I, I would have gotten Shohei too, but it's, I mean, fuck, we probably could have chosen Shohei every single week this award's ever been yes. announced. So I decided to go with Louis Bob, eight for 19 week for the uh, White Sox, eight homers and an OPS of 1.5. So he was raking. Send the ball hard. He has over 20 homers this year. Uh, And kind of a nice resurgence for a guy who really hasn't been healthy much of his career. And he's been starting to play more this year and showing with the power that he's got. Uh, Just would love to see him steal more bases, even though the White Sox won't let him do that. Yeah. Let's get into our top 10 right fielders. This is the ninth position that we've done this forwarded catchers, all the infield spots, and now all the outfield spots as well too. I guess eighth position then. Yeah. Eighth position, but uh, we'll do pitchers probably closers next week and then probably starters. Maybe it's a top 15 or top 20 for starters. Who knows? But uh, get yeah. started with uh, right fielders. Do you have any honorable mentions that you'd like to talk about? I do. I have a couple. Uh, we'll start off with say Oscar Hernandez. He seems like a guy who just depending on the series goes up and down from this list in my head. So, uh, you know, this particular week, he's not in my top 10. Another couple guys who just rake, you know, Nolan Jones, Jordan Walker, some youngsters. Lane Thomas has been doing it for a while, but it, uh, you know, that's pretty much all he does on a bad team. So it goes, goes unnoticed. And then Henry Davis, you know, if he's really going to be a right fielder, uh, so far, so good. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, honorable mentions I want to talk about. Teoscar Hernandez is the first one. Usually, yeah, he's going to be on this list, but with yeah. the down year this year, he falls off of it for me. Chris Bryant is another guy who just has been hurt too much for me to put him on this list. He's only played less than 100 games over these past two years. And I did it for other guys on these lists. If they weren't playing enough, then I wasn't putting them on the list. And that's exactly what I did with Chris Bryant. George Springer did not make my list. He's just a guy who's kind of slowly starting to regress as a right fielder, as a fielder, as well as a hitter this year, too. Uh, so he just falls off of my list. Lane Thomas is a guy who's having a great year in Washington. I wanted to mention him, but he does not make my list, unfortunately. 
three young guys that are in the big leagues. Henry Davis, if he ends up being a right fielder, like you mentioned, he will probably find his way onto this list. Mm-hmm. Nolan Jones has been absolutely destroying the ball as Chris Bryant's replacement in, in uh, Colorado. And Mickey Moniak, too, who uh, yeah. if he continues to keep this up, then he will definitely be on this list at some point. The only thing, though, of why I don't think he will keep it up is that he's striking out, striking out over 30% of the time and walking less than 5% of the time. So he's uh, not really showing that great play discipline that you really need to sustain good hitting in the MLB. And obviously, you know, Babbitt stuff will that will eventually even out uh, for him. Uh, two guys that are not in the big leagues, though, that I do want to mention. The first guy is Owen Cassie. He is the 12th ranked prospect for the Chicago Cubs. He's in double A projected ETA is 2024. So that's next year. He's only 20 years old right now. He has a strikeout rate of about 40%, uh, but he's walking a ton. He's in a ton of homers and he's super, super young, which means that he has that ability to grow into it. And he's already in double A as a 20 year old. So there's that. Uh, and then the mm-hmm. other guy, Andy Pages, Andy Pajes. I don't know exactly how to say his name because I've heard both. Combination uh, of both. <laughs> but he, he's a 22-year-old outfielder, AAA uh, for the Dodgers, of course. That seems how you know all the good prospects work out. He just got called up to AAA actually recently. Uh, and in AA this year, 925 OPS, walking a ton, not striking out much at all. And uh, Ben Rakin. So uh, Dodgers are going to get another stud. That seems to be how it works. Let's move into yeah. number 10, though. Who do you got to start off your list? I got Hunter Renfro at the bottom here. Uh, great signing for the Angels. This guy's been mashing this year, whether it's uh, the big power numbers, even a five for five this week. I like it. These are the kind of moves the Angels should be making, not going for the, you know, the most expensive guys every offseason. Yeah, I, I did really like the Hunter Renfro move in the offseason. Him and Castellanos were two guys that actually didn't make my list. Uh, so I feel like I should mention that. Uh, but number 10 for me is going to be where I put Adolis Garcia of the Texas Rangers. 124 WRC plus this year. We know he has a ton of RBIs, but I'm not really you know calculating that into what makes him a good right fielder because RBIs are a opportunity-based stat. If Lane Thomas was in... Texas, perhaps he would probably still have the same amount of RBIs that Adolis has. Maybe you know, the clutch hitting isn't quite the same, whatever. But point is, RBI shouldn't be going into our statistics here. Uh, Adolis, though, nonetheless, he's a great hitter. Uh, has a ton of pop. You know, walking around ten percent of the time, solid stuff there, and uh, really a great middle lineup bat for Texas and what they got going on. On number nine, number nine, I got Anthony Santander of Baltimore. Uh, you know, switch hitter is always in the lineup. You don't have to worry about him. And he he's just kind of been this guy, you know, seven through 10 range of the right fielders since he's been a starter. I like him. Yeah. Number nine for me is going to be where I, I slot Jordan Walker. So he does actually make my list. I know probably one of the few, one of the guys on my list this year that you know, has probably the least at bats that end up making a list for me. Uh, but this guy's legit. He's 2021 20, years old. He's already hitting over 300 WRC plus at 135. So you know that means he's raking even in the advanced metrics. He's a uh, super super young, and that's the point I'm trying to make here too. Is that it's only going to go up from here, and he's already on this list. Uh, right fielder surprisingly is one of the most stacked lists that we've yeah. had in this entire thing. When you look at the top four or five guys on this list. Uh, and he's got that potential to be in that 
you know, Mookie Betts, Fernando Tatis, Ronald Acuna, Aaron Judge type. Uh, what is that tier? I guess tier. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. On number eight, Josh, is it? He's Nate Lau's brother. So this is Josh Lau, right? Not low. Lau. Yes. The yes. Tampa Bay right fielder. He's doing it all this year. Hits for average. Hits for power. He's still in 18 bags. He's playing every day. This is a guy who could possibly get up to the top five here pretty soon. But for now, he's eight. Uh, let's see him do it for a little bit longer. But great start. Yeah. Uh, number eight for me is going to be where I put Anthony Santander. Switch hitter. Middle of the bat lineup for Baltimore. You know, pretty solid all around. He's not going to be a guy that's, you know, considered a superstar or anything like that when it's all said and done. But he's definitely a dude that, you know, if you have him in the middle of the order, you know, hitting four, five, six, whatever it is, you're going to be pretty confident with his bat. He's got power from both sides of the plate. He's pretty, you know, standard when it comes to walk and strikeout rates. So you're not going to get anything crazy from that. But a 130 WRC plus this year with a slugging percentage over 500. He mashes. Simple as that. And uh, he's been great for Baltimore over these last four to five years. On to number seven. Seven is where I got Adolis Garcia. Um, I'm I'm okay with what he's doing, man. Like Kyle was talking about some of the stats. He's been very comparable to Aaron Judge seasons. And I know Judge has been hurt, but uh, but still, it's uh, it's crazy. 18 home runs so far. It's going to be a great season for him. Yeah, and I think uh, one thing to point out, I obviously I haven't really heard Skyler's full list quite yet, but yeah. I think the six through ten is kind of a spot where you can kind of mix and mash yeah, yeah. the guys that you want to put there. I think five's pretty certain, and then one through four, the orders you know a yeah. bit different for each person, but there's a different tier of guys in one through four. Uh, number seven for me is going to be where I put Josh Lau. Uh, of the Tampa Bay Rays, like you said, stolen eighteen bags, hit eleven homers this year. He's doing it all. In Tampa Bay, he's kind of gone on a slump a little bit these past few weeks, but he's starting to come around again. 133 WRC plus, again, OPS over 500. And he's a stud. Uh, one of the big underrated reasons on why Tampa Bay has been so good this year. Uh, if you put this guy, you know, in Boston if, or in New York, there'd be guys wanting to give this guy MVP mm. uh, stats or not stats, but votes. But yeah. Josh Law is really, really good. He's going to be in Tampa Bay for, I hope, a decently long time because that'd be a good guy to lock up and uh, plays good defense too. So Josh Law comes in on number seven for me yeah. on a number six. I do have Castellanos on my list. Um, you know, like we were talking about, th- this is kind of where it stops being comparable to everyone. Uh, you know, Castellanos, very similar numbers to Hunter Renfro uh, this season, but I like the guy who thrives in chaos a little bit more. Number six for me, I got to make sure Brett and Alex aren't listening to this. I do have Alex Verdugo here. Uh, he does make my list. The reason why before. is because he is the type of hitter that I enjoy a lot where he doesn't or he walks quite a bit and he doesn't strike out much and he hits for average. The guy who's really good at the top of the lineup plays solid defense. The only knock on him He's got no pop. I mean, he has pop, but he's not, you know, pumping out 25 to 30 homers a year. He's only got five this year, uh, but he plays everything else pretty well. So Verdugo comes in at number six. I know Alex and Brett probably had him at number zero or something like that, but uh, he's, he's solid, solid all around, except for speed and power on a number five. Number five, I got Kyle Tucker. 
here's where the list starts getting good because Kyle Tucker is he's just another one of those guys, professional hitter. He doesn't walk a lot, or sorry, he walks a lot, doesn't strike out a lot, steals bases, hits for power, hits for average. It's a, a down year from what we're used to, but I still think he's number five in right field. Yeah, I uh, I have the same thought here. I think Kyle Tucker's in that tier below those other four dudes, but he's in a tier above these last, you know, five or six dudes that we've mentioned. And he's having a down year this this year, but this is the guy that Josh Lau can become, uh, where he's you know stealing twenty five to thirty bags a year and has has the ability to hit twenty five to thirty homers a year as well too. Tucker this year, quite a ways down from what we've expected from him. One yeah. nine. 19 WRC plus isn't great. Still, the walk and strikeout rates are still good, uh, but slugging percentage under 450 isn't good there. Uh, and just not kind of not what we expected to see from Kyle Tucker this year, but that's kind of happened with a lot of the Astros guys this year. Maybe they're not stealing signs anymore. Maybe they still were. Who the fuck knows? But uh, <laughs> Kyle Tucker comes in at number five. Still a great player, though, nonetheless. On to number four. The start of the elite tier. We're going to go with Fernando Tatis Jr. at the four spot. Uh, man, imagine if this guy didn't have a suspension. He'd probably be up there with the Cunha numbers, uh, but he, he's not. He was suspended. This is his first full year playing outfield. So, there, you know, I'll just say it. Mookie Betts is ahead of him. I couldn't do that. But I still really like what Tatis is doing. And there's a chance he ends up number one on this list. Yeah, it's uh, these top four guys are all superstars. So, uh, no matter what way you want to put on these, it's undebating that these top four guys are all superstars. And I think that's really the only position. I mean, I guess pitchers, we'll, we'll see that. But this is the only position that we really have, you know, top four being as stacked as it is here. Uh, number four for me, I went with Mookie Betts. Uh, 136 WRC plus this year. This dude is a five-tool guy. We know that. Uh, but when it comes to some of the other stats uh, of guys are playing, you know, whether it's more than less than them, I think Mookie Betts isn't quite at those top, top, top tier as the stats that like Acuna is good at and Aaron Judge is good at. And yeah. Fernando Tatis has, you know, already become the best defensive right fielder in the game right now. Uh, and Mookie Betts, top tier defender or not top tier. He is top tier, top tier hitter. Does everything top tier, but just not as good. It's what Matisse other guys does, but he's probably the most well-rounded guy out of this entire group. Maybe Acuna. I don't know. But uh, Mookie Betts comes in at number four. On to number three. Number three, like I was saying, it's going to be Mookie Betts. I, I just trust him a little more than Tatis. And, you know, this may be the end of uh, the Mookie Betts we've known for so long. It, it seems like he's finally starting to digress. But not a lot of people can tell. I don't think the Dodgers care. And he, and he was playing shortstop this season, too, is just nuts, right? I I got Mookie Betts at three. Yeah. Uh, number three for me is going to be where I put Fernando Tatis. And he's got, you know, the ability to, again, go one through four on this list. Probably shouldn't put him over the other two guys just because of how good the seasons the other two dudes have had and are having this year. Uh, but Fernando Tatis, the best defensive right fielder in the league already, and it's only his first year playing out there. He's got an elite arm, elite, you know, speed in the outfield and elite speed, you know, running the base as well, too. He's already got 14 stolen bases in 58 games. He's had 15 homers in as many games as well, too, of course. A uh, ton of pop, slugging percentage over 540 right now. Uh, WRC Plus is at 146. Eh, this guy rakes. It's as simple as that. He's five-tool player. 
Uh, and just right back after the suspension, came back to be one of the best players in the MLB. And so maybe he's not even at that full strength quite yet, but he's looking like it. It's true. On to number two. I really wanted to put Judge at the top at first when I first started this, but uh, I thought about this for a little bit, and uh, Judge is going to the two spot. Um, he's been hurt a lot, even though he's crushed a lot of homers. And, uh, you know, Judge is, is is still here. We're going to talk about him later in the in the Hall of Fame talk, but uh, I'll just stop right there because I don't want to, you know, mix in my, my Cunha talk to the two spot like I did last week. I went with Acuna too. As much as you know, Acuna's had a great season. Aaron Judge, even though he's been hurt, has had a better season. And I know you know Acuna's stolen thirty-five bags, all stuff. Acuna, let me just talk about how good he is. I don't want yeah. to say why he's you know not as good as Judge right now. But the one sixty WRC plus is crazy. The thirty-five stolen bags is crazy as well too. You know, second in the MLB, seventeen homers. I think you know probably sixteen of those have gone over four hundred and seventy-five feet. It feels like with the way that he destroys the ball. Uh, top of lineup bat for the Braves. You know, best team in the NL. Uh, only thing down on him, you know, for some reason he's not the best fielding outfielder. He's got you know, there's probably the strongest arm in, in the league from right field, but for whatever reason, he's just not a good fielder. But his bat makes up for it. He's not striking out at all this year, which is crazy to see compared how, you know, his swings have been in previous years with how hard he's hitting the ball. Usually see those guys strike out quite a bit, but he's connected on everything. He's hitting it a long ways. Ronald Acuna, young, stud, going to be really good for a long time as long as he doesn't tear yeah. his ACL again. And then number so, one. Yeah, I, I ended up switching it. Acuna at the top. I, I like I was saying, I really want to judge because he just won the MVP. He's the reigning best player, you know, according to that award. But then I realized Acuna is going to win it easily in the National League this year. So that evens the playing field on the awards, in my opinion. Uh, we have a legit chance for a 40-40 season here. That doesn't happen very often. And uh, I had to make the switch. We talked about it before. It feels like Acuna made the second jump there's there's the first jump it's becoming the all-star rising star level player and now he's he's turned into a superstar and uh yeah and i i can't let that go unnoticed number one's still gonna be aaron judge for me last year he posted a wrc plus like 220 this year he's at 188 uh he's only played 49 games but he has 19 homers this year we know his injuries you know we don't even know his timetable. He's got like a torn ligament in his foot and everything's kind of murky there. So we'll see how that ends up going with how many games he plays this year. Uh, but this year so far, I mean, he's got a slugging percentage of 674, if that's good for you. You know, he's absolutely destroying the ball. He walks more than any right fielder. He strikes out quite a bit too, but that's kind of the price that you pay with Aaron Judge. He's really that, you know, I don't want to say three true outcome guy because he has a lot of the other stuff in there as well too, but when you look at the poster boy for three true outcomes, with it, and it's not Matt Olson, it's going to be Aaron Judge. Uh, he strikes out quite a bit, walks a ton, and hits an absolute fuck ton of homers. So uh, Aaron Judge still comes in at number one, and he's a you know plus defender too. So there's that. Still got to win MVP over Shohei Otani. Acuna has yet to do that. So yes, sir. there's that. All righty. Now we're moving on to our active players in the Hall of Fame. 
like I mentioned earlier, I had 58 guys that I wanted to mention. So we won't go, you know, too in depth for each one. I of got them, 37. But, uh, I just counted. Got, yeah, Skyler's got quite a bit too. So uh, we won't keep you here forever. But this is the pretty much only only other like crazy thing that we're doing in, in this mm-hmm. episode today. So uh, I guess we'll go team by team, starting off with the AL East uh, and the Baltimore Orioles. Skyler, do you Let's have anybody see. from the Baltimore Orioles? I did it by my own category. Let me figure this out uh orioles no i don't think so don't think so i had atley as the one guy that ends up making it uh just because i think even though he came up super late uh, or not super late he's you know 24 25 years old he's probably gonna end up you know with five at least five or six school gloves and and, you know probably eight to ten all-star games he's gonna be a guy who you know but the state of Baltimore probably wins a ring or two. And if you win that second ring, I think it's going to be a lot easier to have less of the counting stats and be able to get into the Hall of Fame. So uh, Ali Rutschman does make it, uh, and it's the only Oriole that I have with all the, the young guys that they got. If Joe Mauer doesn't get in, that would be tough for him, though. He doesn't have a ring, though. Oh, I see. I see. So if, okay. if Adley wins a couple rings, okay. I think that changes everything. Yeah. How about Boston? Do you have anybody from Boston? Yeah, I'm going to have Kenley Jansen in my question mark area. If you didn't hear, I have Kenley Jansen in my mm-hmm. question mark area. A couple guys in the question marks. Closers are always really tough, but uh, Kenley's in the 400 club. And he's had an awesome career. Let me go through one more time. Red Sox. Chris Sale is in the just misses category. I don't think he has enough innings. And that seems to be it for Boston. Yeah, I, I have Kenley making it as well for me as well, too. 407 saves so far in his career. He is a World Series champ with that 2020 mm-hmm. Dodgers team. Whatever, you know, how they count that in the Hall of Fame will be interesting to see because there is a lot of guys that, you know, were on that team that have, you know, MVP or not MVP, but Hall of Fame potential. Mookie Betts, Clayton Kershaw, those two dudes obviously should make it. Uh, but Kenley Jansen is probably the the one borderline guy, but the 407 saves I think should be enough to get him in. Probably should get up to you know around 430, 440 when it's all said mm-hmm. and done. The other guy that I had making it from this roster is Raphael Devers, just because he got into the league so young. He's already That's has fair. 832 hits and 157 home runs, and he's only 26 right now. Two-time All Star is a World Series champ in 2018. That's Something to point out as well, too. Probably going to be at a point in some somewhere in his career where he finds himself on another World Series roster, whether that is with the Red Sox or with another team, whatever happens there. I know he signed up for a long time, but, you know, that stuff can change over time. Rafael Devers, I don't think he's going to win an MVP just because there's guys like Shohei Otani in the league. But uh, definitely going to be a dude, you know, who has that eight to ten all-star games. Mm-hmm. You know, 2,000 plus hits once it's all said and done. The New York Yankees. Skyler, do you have anybody from this team? Yeah, a couple guys from the Yankees are in the just finish strong category. We got Aaron Judge and Garrett Cole. If they can play out a couple more years into their career at the pace they're currently at, they will be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Uh, I have Garrett Cole on my list for sure. Over already over 2000 Ks He's only 32 years old. So he's got that potential to, you know, possibly even get up to 3000. If, if, you know, things go really well in his back end of his career, doesn't have any Cy Youngs, but is again, going to be one of those dudes who has at least eight to 10 all-stars. Aaron judge is the other guy that I have on my list. Uh, 
thing with Aaron Judge that was always criticized is that he came up super late. He's already 31 mm-hmm. years old, but he's got 239 homers. Probably going to end with up, you know, with that 400 to 450. Has an MVP, has three Silver Sluggers already, four All Stars, Rookie of the Year, all that stuff, uh, and is definitely going to help make his case. Uh, but the one guy I didn't have, and I guess you didn't have either, was Giancarlo Stanton. Yeah, he didn't have I enough homers. Did that be the only thing that gets him in? He does have the MVP, which does yeah. help him. But I'm predicting a surprise retirement from Giancarlo Stanton after this season. Okay. Just the injuries, all that stuff, I think yeah. there's a chance that it does happen. On to the Tampa Bay Rays. Do you have any other young guys down here? Because they don't really have any old guys. Yeah, so uh, Wander's going to be in the young guys category. I think he's he's ridiculously good and one of the best shortstops we've seen in a while. And Longoria is going to just miss a guy who just didn't play as long as Scott Rowland did. And that's kind of his comparison for the Hoff. And uh, yeah, just, just a bit, bit slow for him. Yeah. I I did mention Shane McClanahan as a guy who does have a chance because he's been so good throughout his entire career, career ERA at two, seven, five. And I think when you look at that, he's probably going to be a guy who has a chance to get two or three Cy Youngs in his career. Going to get a ton of all-star nods. He is 26 years old. So, you know, he's not, you know, as young that you would like him to be for a guy who's entering his third season. But, uh, He's, you know, one of the most consistently great pitchers there is in the league right now. And and that definitely needs to be mentioned. The other guy I did have was Wander Franco because the counting stats are going to be there if he stays healthy. He's already at 252 hits and he's only 100 days after his 22nd birthday. So he's going to be a guy who has a chance to get to 3000 if everything works out perfectly. He's also going to be a dude who probably has, you know, 200, 300 homers plus 200, 300 stolen bases when it's all said and done. Uh, and a ton of all-star games in there too. So uh, Wanda Franco makes it for me. On to the Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah, uh, Vlad Juniors and in, uh, in the Young Guns. Uh, that's about it. I don't have Bo. I don't have any of the pitchers, but uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., man. I was very tempted uh, for a few of these guys, and I ended up putting Bo on, on this list because he does have the 584 hits, and he's only 100 days into his That's 25th true. birthday. So he's super, super young. With how he plays, he doesn't walk or strike out much, so he's able to get a ton of hits. And when you look at the counting categories for this stuff, he's going to be a dude who has over 2,000 hits and probably you know on the closer side to 3,000 once it's all said and done. He's going to have... You know, the 200, 300 homers. He's going to have 150 to 200 stolen bases. He's going to have the six to seven all-star games. That's kind of how his dad got in. Should be enough for him. The Mm. other guy, Vlad Guerrero, man. Uh, You know, 24 years old, over 115 career homers. Uh, Has a gold glove, too. I think that's something that's going to be mentioned when when it comes down to, to, to Vlad and has a chance to get some more later on in his career. He's only 24 years old. Already 631 hits. So he's going to be a dude who, again, closer on that 3,000 side of hits. Uh, moving on to the Central Division. Now, I don't think there's any more teams in the East uh, with the Cleveland Guardians. Do you have any guys there? Yeah, for sure. Uh, J-Ram is going to be in that just-finished-strong group. He's done a lot, and we kind of forget about him, but we make sure we talk about him on this show a lot because another guy who's going to have all the counting stats in the world. Uh, you just need some, some playoff success. Yeah. Uh, I do want to mention Emmanuel Classe is a guy who has a chance cause he is only 25 years old and he already That's has true. 90 saves. 
Uh, he has a reliever of the year award too. I, we could probably expect him to throw at least another one or two of those awards on there when it's all said and done. Yeah. I'm going to throw him in the uh, question mark group. Definitely and he's got the him. ability, you know, to get to that 400 save spot. And that seems to be a pretty consistent measure for, for closers. As long as, you know, the posting good ERAs and his career ERAs at a one, six, four. So, uh, that's pretty easy there. Uh, the other guys, Jose Ramirez, who just consistently, is one of the best but least talked about players in the MLB. And since he's only 30 years old, already has 1,240 hits, you know, over 200 homers, 180 stolen bases is something that's not mentioned a lot with him as well, too. Going to be a guy who's probably has eight all-stars and eight silver sluggers. Uh, I mean, over 2,000 hits. Hall of Famer right there. You know, about 400 homers, probably around 300 stolen bases. J-Ram should be in. Uh, when, when he calls a career, uh, Detroit Tigers, uh, uh, I think this guy, Miguel Cabrera, you know, has a pretty good shot. He's but, my number one lock. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, MVP, yeah. two-time MVP, 12-time all-star, 2003 world series, triple crown, seven-time silver slugger, four-time batting title, uh, 508 homers, 3,121 hits. So shout out to Miggy. Yeah. Let's go to the Kansas city Royals. Zach Granke, did he make your list? Yeah, another lock. Uh-huh. I think he's he's done enough. Yeah, Zach Granke, I mean, if he has any strikeouts, you know, the rest of the year, he's only 67 away from 3,000. He should be able to get that. Uh, I also have a role to Chapman making this list. He's been one of the best closers of, of this era. 317 saves. You know, he's not really closing at all this year. But for just how good he was, it kind of... I, it's kind of weird to say. I feel like he was that, you know, first reliever of the velocity era uh, where, you know, he started pumping Chad and that he was the poster boy for that velocity look in the, the back end of your bullpen. And he has absolutely ran with that. And he's been really, really good. Uh, the other guy I do want to mention who has a chance is Bobby Witt. And I okay. know he hasn't been good yet in his career, but things are going to turn up for him and what's going good for him. And he has homers and stolen bases. That's the two things that he's good at. And if you have, you know, 300 to 400 homers and 300 to 400 to 500 stolen bases, you have a really good chance to get in. And he's really young, only 23 years old. So there's a chance for Bobby Witt. I don't know if he does, but I think you should mention it. Uh, those are the only, you know, central guys. I don't have anybody from the twins. I don't have anybody from the White Sox either. Uh, so nope. I guess we can go ahead and get in to the AOS, starting off with the Houston Astros. Do you have anybody from this team? Yeah, a couple guys. Uh, we'll start off with Jordan Alvarez. That one's a le- little easier to explain. Just an amazing start. He's in the just finished strong group because I think he's going to have the homer, Mark. And the other one, Jose Altuve is going to be in the question mark group because if Barry Bonds isn't in the Hall of Fame, Altuve won't. That's just kind of how it goes with scandals. Uh, but he's obviously got the numbers. Yeah. Uh, Altuve is probably the first guy I mentioned. You know, he's going to have the stats for it. He has the MVP, whether you want to put an asterisk on it or not. He's got the World Series. You know, even if you want to take the 2017 one away, he still got the one last year. Ton of, ton of all-stars. You know, Silver Slugger a couple times. He's been an absolutely, you know, cornerstone of the Houston Astros franchise as a total. So I think you definitely got to mention him. Uh, yeah. for that and the guy who you know feels like a lock even though he's so young is Jordan Alvarez it actually is his 26th birthday today nice. uh, according to baseball reference so happy birthday to Jordan Alvarez 
already 115 homers, and if he finds a way to stay healthy for the entirety of his career, I know he's actually hurt right now, but uh, if he stays healthy, he's going to be a guy who has that 400, 500 homers, and that should be enough. Oh, yeah. uh, especially, you know, probably going to be on another World Series team, probably, most likely in his career. He already had the one this past year. Uh, and just absolutely destroys the ball as a chance to be an MVP in this. All righty. So we had a little cutoff there because our timing of our meeting went over. So uh, I don't know if you guys heard everything that I had about Jordan, but I said, keep it up. You're good. Yeah. You'll make it if, uh, you know, finish strong. Well, let's do. Uh, next up, going to the Angels. Uh, <laughs> there yeah. should be two guys, I'd say here. Yeah, I got two locks, uh, Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. Maybe a bold, uh, bold thing to say. Otani's only played a couple of years in MLB, but we've never seen this before. I think he gets uh, a Sandy Koufax pass if he, you know, does happen to retire early. Yeah, he should be completely fine though. He's yeah. only 28 years old. He does turn 29 this next week on July 5th, actually. Uh, but he's the greatest talent that we've ever seen in MLB history. And I don't want to, you know, seem impartial to some other dudes who have obviously had some great careers and the other times, but Shohei Otani, no one's ever been this good at this game. And, uh, you know, whether he does for whatever reason, not play 10 years, he should be completely fine for this stuff. Uh, and then this other guy, you know, Mike Trout, he, uh, he should make it together. Do you have any, any thoughts about Mike Trout or, Pretty good player. Yeah, 367 homers, 1,600 hits, only 31 years old. He'll make it. He's probably going to have, you know, 500-plus homers once it's all said and done, too. You know, three-time MVP. should mention that. Uh, Seattle, do you have anybody from the Mariners on this list? No, some former ones, but not current. (laughs) I ended up putting Julio Rodriguez as a guy who could make it just because he is so young. Uh, I know he's having a down year this year, but he's only 22 years old. He's already got over 40 homers, already, already over 40 stolen bases. He's been, you know, still good in those categories this year, even on a down year. Uh, when it's all said and done, and you know, hits probably going to be around 2000 because of just how long he's going to play. Uh, he's got a, you know, contract that takes him through if everything works out well for him. Third. 2034. I almost said 3034. Yeah. Uh, not that long, but 2034. So he's going to be in Seattle for a long time. Whether he, you know, becomes an MVP level player is something to yet to behold. But uh, he's going to be a dude who still has, you know, 300 plus homers and stolen bases. Uh, whether whatever happens, I mean, unless he gets hurt. Uh, I didn't have anybody for the Rangers. I think DeGrom's something that you should mention, but we might even be done seeing DeGrom pitch at a major league level and i think if he retires now it could get interesting there uh i didn't have any of the other rangers like Corey seager marcus semi make my list i think those are dudes that could uh you know they have very strong back ends of their career uh but i think injuries and some other things are kind of holding those guys up i didn't have anybody from the a's of course uh and then we talked about the other three teams in the division so I guess we yeah. can go ahead and move on unless you have anybody from I have, those uh, teams. DeGrom and Seager just miss. Yeah. I mentioned them. Yeah. Moving on to the NL, though. Starting off with Atlanta. Starting off hot together. Do you have any guys from Atlanta on your list? Uh, yes, sir. Uh, I think Freddie Freeman 
still has to finish strong, even though he's at 2,000 hits. I don't think it's it's necessarily a lock, um, but he's, he's pretty close. He's he's going to be in the hall. 2,000 hits is just one of those things they always look for. Uh, we'll throw in Acuna into the young guys. I mean, he he is probably the best young guy in the league, so uh, it would make sense that he's on that list. Mm-hmm. And no, they're former Braves. Never mind. Yeah, that's... I, I had uh, Spencer Strider as a guy who has Hall of Fame potential. Whether he gets in is you know kind of you know interesting with pitchers and their arms. Yeah. Uh, but he's going to have the strikeouts where it's going to be you know two thousand five hundred to three three thousand strikeouts if he stays healthy. And he's probably going to win a couple Cy Youngs too. So uh, probably honestly, also probably a couple World Series in there too. Being on you know Atlanta and how good that yeah. team is, I think uh, Spencer Strider is a safer pick than what most people think. Even though he kind of did come up when he was you know twenty three, not you know twenty twenty one years old. Is how people like. Uh, next guy, Austin Riley, only 26 years old and already has 110 homers, 500 hits. Uh, if he continues a career trajectory where he hits 30 homers and has 160 to 175 hits every single year, I think it's going to be very tough to go against him when it's all sudden done. And again, another guy probably going to have another one or two world series on their, on their, uh, their uh, resume, resume. Yeah. he retires uh another guy ronald acuna we know about him we talked about him a ton only 25 years old and has better stats than pretty much any 25 year old in the big leagues right now uh and then the last guy who has potential i know me and skyler like him a ton i do want to talk about michael harris as a guy who has a chance because he is so young and came up yeah. so so young in his career one rookie of the year 25 homers, 28 stolen bases, and he just turned 22 a couple months ago. So uh, if things go well correctly, you know, a couple World Series is probably in there just because of how long these contracts go for these guys, you know, is going to get paid by the Braves likely through at least 2032. That's nine years. He's going to take it to when he's 30. Uh, And at that point, you know, he's going to have 200 plus homers, 200 plus stolen bases, you know, ton of ton of hits, probably a gold glove in there as well, too. We'll see how it ends up sorting out. Probably a, the lower percentage guy of it, out of any guy I talk about here, but you know, guy that we could have a chance. Yeah. On to the Miami Marlins. Do you have anybody here? I don't. Not even Yuri? No, I'm very picky about my Hall of Fame pitchers. So I didn't put any young guys. Yeah. Yuri's on the path. Uh, I'll yeah. say that, you know, obviously the one, three, four ERA isn't, you know, quite where it's going to stay yeah. when he <laughs> retires. Uh, but the 2.2 war in nine starts is ridiculous. He's only 20 years old. He's going to be pitching for a long time if he stays healthy. And I think when you look at that, that should be enough. If, you know, you're pitching from when you're 20 years old, say 40, hopefully, and he's as good as what he is now. We're going to see him, you know, pick up. Uh, other yeah. guy that has a chance, I don't think he'll get in, is Sandy Alcantara, just because mm-hmm. he throws so many innings. And there's a couple guys on this Marlins list who, you know, those older baseball writers are going to like a lot because they play the game the way that it was played in the 80s. Like and Arias? Sandy Alcantara is a yeah. dude who throws a shit ton of innings. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to have probably the only few guys, you know, in the league who throws over 200 innings year in, year out. And I think that's going to get a lot of boost from those older writers 
who like the old style of baseball. That happened with Mike Mussina. Who fits in that category is that Louisa Rice. And if he hits 400, I think it's going to be very tough when it's, it's all said and done. He, he's going to be a guy who has 2,000 hits. And it's going to remind people of Tony Gwynn. Because of that, I think he has a good chance to get in if he does have, you know, 2,000 to 2,500 hits. Uh, even with, you know, maybe less than 100 homers, if you hit 400 in a season, it's going to count for something. And uh, probably going to have, you know, five or six batting titles in there as well, too. Yeah, I guess he goes in his own category, right? Yeah. But I'm just saying those, I think, you know, the baseball writers of the Hall of Fame, you know, those two are very yes. stubborn for what they want. But uh, you you find two people that have exactly what those baseball writers want. I think they're going to be more lenient on getting those guys in than Louisa Rise. And Sandy Alcantara are two dudes who fit that category. Moving on to the Mets. The Metropolitans. We got a, a couple of pitchers here that are already locks. Justin Berlander, Max Scherzer. I, I'm really confident about that. We don't need to talk about that anymore. So we'll move on. Um, Pete Alonso is going to be in the Just Finished Strong group. Uh, maybe he, sh- he belongs in the young group because he is a lot younger than these other guys. But another guy who... Could definitely get to 500 home runs. He started pretty early. Yeah. Uh, actually, let me check one more thing. Sorry. Um, no, okay. That's it. Yeah. yeah I, uh, Scherzer and Verlander are locks. We don't even need to go over those stats. We know those, those dudes for sure. I think Edwin Diaz has a chance to be in that category. It could be a dude that gets to 400 saves if things go correctly in his career or yeah, over 200 and he's not even in his thirties yet. We know he won't play this year, but if he gets to 400, there's a chance with him. Uh, another guy I'm kind of surprised you didn't mention Francisco yeah. Lindor, only 29 years old, already has over 1200 hits uh, about to hit his 200 Tomer. Cause he's sitting at 199, uh, a couple gold gloves, you know, a full-time all-star plat- platinum glove winner. Going to be a guy who has probably eight to nine all-stars. When he finished his career. It's kind of the definition of the guy the voters attack, though. That's kind of why I left him off. I think he gets in. Uh, Going to be a dude who probably has, you know, 2,200 to 2,400 hits. Uh, and is going to be playing for a long time, too, because we know he has a contract that takes him through 2030. It's true. Uh, Pete Alonso is a guy I did not have on here. I think... Uh, you know, 28, 170 homers is, is pretty good. You know, I think that's on the right path. I just don't know how consistent he's going to do it for a long time, though. That's the only thing that kind of scares me. I think uh, Pete Alonso might be a dude who retires at 34 or 35. I don't know why. It's kind of my boomer bust pick of the of the exercise. Yeah. yeah. Moving on to Philly. You got anybody from Philly? The Phillies are interesting, man. I got no locks here, but... A finished strong guy here and Bryce Harper, who, I mean, I guess he technically could be a lock, right? He was one of the most hyped up players and he delivered. Uh, but an, another guy to mention here is JT Realmuto. He's been the best catcher in the league for a while. You can see he's starting to slip away from him, but it's just something to mention if he gets a ring. Yeah. Uh, Craig Kimbrell is a guy that I did mention because he has over 400 saves. He's in my question mark group. So he's got a chance to, you know, can. Pick it up to even, you know, 450 if things, you know, have a little bit of a late career resurgence. 2018 World Series champ, though, eight-time All-Star, reliever of the year, rookie of the year, 
so definitely could mention him. Bryce Harper is a guy I feel like is pretty much a lock at this point. You know, multiple MVPs, seven-time All-Star, Silver Slugger a couple times. Going to have probably, you know, 400 to 500 homers because he's at 288 and he's only 30. Uh, Going to have over 2,000 to 2,500 hits because he is only 30 and he has 1,400 right now. Uh, if he gets the ring, I think that's, you know, first ballot, we're good to go type Hall of Famer. But Bryce Harper seems pretty solid to me at this point. Yeah. I think that's the last. I don't have anybody from Washington. I don't think you will either. So uh, we no. can move on from them. <laughs> and then moving on to the Central, Cincinnati. Do you have anybody here? Yeah, Joey Votto's a lock, man. Uh, I guess I'll, I'll shout out Ellie De La Cruz, too. I didn't have him originally, but I'll throw him into younger guys. Yeah. Uh, Hunter Green has a chance, I think, if everything goes correctly. Uh, obviously, again, it's pretty tough to stay healthy when you're 6'5", 242 pounds, but he's going to be a guy, if he does stay healthy, he probably yeah. finds a way into a Cy Young at some point it's in his career. It's going to be really interesting if we get like a bunch of K guys, but with a, a career four and a half ERA. With the, yeah, with the I think kind of Green's ERA will probably eventually slow slowly lock it in. Uh, but with Cincinnati, you know they have a lot of things on their team. They got a lot of pieces. They have a chance to win a ring. You know, say in twenty twenty six, twenty twenty seven, even twenty twenty five. If you mm-hmm. know things get get going early, uh, Joey Votto is the guy that you want to mention as well too. And I know you did because you know he has the MVP. He has yeah. a six time All Stars. Uh, you know, the counting stats aren't as good as what you might want them to be. Just over 2,000 hits, just under 350 homers. Probably should get to 350 this year, though, with the way that he started off his but season. But triple slash, baby. But yeah, the triple slash, you know, OBP over 400, slugging percentage over 500. He should be a guy who hopefully gets in. Uh, just with the counting stats, it might be a little shady. And then the last guy, I know we're kind of giving him a ton of hype here, but Ellie. <laughs> The other Cruz has the chance to be the best player in the MLB and he is only 21 years old too. And he's going to steal, you know, he's probably going to have a 40, 40 season at some point in his career. You know, he has the potential to be that anomaly, you know, 50, 50 guy. If everything goes completely right in his career can win an MVP with the things going on in Cincinnati, he has a chance to win a ring at some point. We'll see how long he stays in Cincinnati because they don't tend to keep their players Belly Dela Cruz, you know, is on the path at a very young and early age in his career. Moving on to Milwaukee. I don't think I have any Brewers. Yeah. No. I, w- no. I wanted to put Corbin Burns because yeah. he has the Cy Young. But I think with with where he's at, he's probably going to have to win at least another Cy Young, to be honest, because he really wasn't a good starter until – you know, he's age 25 exactly. season. And at that point, I think you're a little bit behind. Mm-hmm. But if you win two, three Cy Youngs, have a couple ERA titles, that's when it starts to come in, becoming more of an exception. But the do the one guy I do want to mention that I think uh, is being a bit overlooked is Seven. Christian Yelich. Because uh, he's only 31. He has 1,400 hits already. And he's starting to really pick up his, uh, I wouldn't say his career, because he's, you know, obviously had a great career. But he's starting to play better this year than what he's played in the past few years as, as being a league average player. He's going to be a dude who has over 2000 hits, probably around 300 homers. Stolen base is over 200 as well too. Has the MVP. 
has all stars, has silver sluggers. I think his counting stats are going to be in a pretty good spot for Yelly. And I think uh, he's a guy who has the durability to play for a while as well, too. So I'd say Yelly does end up making it. Okay. Moving on to Pittsburgh. Anybody here? No, I don't think McCutcheon gets in. It's it's sad, but uh, no. I think McCutcheon has a chance with his MVP. It depends how he plays over these next two to three years if he does continue Mm -hmm. to play because he can get over 300 homers. He does have over 2,000 hits, but if you don't get to that, you know, 2.3 to 2.4, I think it might be a bit tougher for him just because he doesn't have the same, you know, slash line that Votto does. Yeah. The MVP is something that's going to pull big for him. But another guy with no rings does have one gold glove four times over Slager. He He's should, the Hall of Very, very, very good. He should be a dude who gets, you know, 30 to 40% on votes yeah. at, at least. Uh, but getting that 75 might be a little bit tough. Moving on to the St. Louis Cardinals. This one's an interesting one, Skyler. Who do you got here? Yeah. Uh, so I think Goldschmidt's a lock already. We did this last year. He got the MVP. It's a lock. Uh, Arenado is going to be in the just finish strong. We saw he's capable of crazy slumps. So that's something to keep in mind. That's why he's not a lock. Uh, and there's there's one more I want to mention who just misses. And it really bugs me because he's one of my favorite players of all time. He's one of the best pitchers of our generation. And he's not going to be in the Hall of Fame. And that's just it. when I, I realized that, it made me rethink this whole strategy for pitchers. That's Adam Wainwright. He's not going to be in the Hall of Fame. He had too many surgeries. Wayno's going to be close. I think missing 2011 and not getting that ring might hurt him quite a bit because having that second ring is definitely going to be something that brings a lot of pull. I think, you know, the 2006 World Series, he was very, such a big part of. As a reliever, though. That that does have to be mentioned there. Uh, Second in Cy Young voting twice. Third in Cy Young voting twice as well, too. So he's a guy who... Didn't get to Cy Young, but was close. I think it's very interesting with Bueno, a guy who, if everything goes correctly, could get in, you know, maybe slip some voters, a little bit extra cash. But Bueno, I don't think is going to be too bummed out about that. I think he's definitely going to be fine doing whatever he's doing after his career. Next guy, Nolan Arenado. I think he's a lock. Uh, And, you know, the hits are whatever. He's the greatest defensive third baseman that we've seen since – Robinson. So, uh, 10 time gold glove, six time platinum glove, seven time all-star five time silver slugger. It's 32 going to get to 2000 hits. He's going to get to 400 homers. I know he's been slumping this year, but that doesn't matter. Even if he's career average, just average, you know, player numbers are going to get him to those 2,400, uh, homers there too. So, uh, no, no, makes it pretty easy. Next guy, Goldschmidt. I think is somebody that can mention as well too. 35 is a little rough, but getting the MVP last year is definitely something that's going to help him a ton. Has a ton of all-stars, ton of gold gloves, ton of silver sluggers. I think another guy, you know, 2004, 2000 hits and 400 homers is yeah. going to be there as well too. Also has 155 stolen bases. I feel like we should mention that it could be a dude that has the ability to get to, to uh, uh, 200 stolen bases too. And I think that can help him out. Uh, last guy with a chance on this team is Jordan Walker, just because he's hidden well from such a young age. He's only 21 years old, just turned 21, you know, in May. So he's very, very yeah. young, younger than Ellie De La Cruz. Uh, 
and he's you know he's hitting well. Uh, he's in a city who that we've seen people become Hall of Famers before that you know we're all on that borderline spot. And I think if you stay in St. Louis, you're going to be on a competitive teams most of the time. Uh, and Jordan Walker has a chance. Obviously, it's super super young, but uh, we'll see. Moving on to the NOS, I didn't have anybody from the Cubs. Uh, no. Did. Uh, moving on to Arizona then. Skyler, who do you have here? Yeah, we have to mention Corbin Carroll. Uh, this is one of the best rookie seasons of all time so far. And uh, and we'd be crazy not to mention him in the younger guys. Yeah. Uh, Zach Gallen has a chance. Uh, I think his thing, obviously, the counting sets aren't going to be the greatest, but he is a dude that can win a couple of Cy Youngs. He's had has a career ERA of three zero four. So if he gets out into the say the two point eight spot there, and he has always had a low whip in his career, he's got the chance to be you know one of the on the more dominant side of pitchers that that make the yeah. list. But doesn't have any all stars yet. I think that will end up hurting him, and probably why he won't end up getting in. Uh, next guy, Evan Longoria. Has played 15 years, 37 years old. I think yeah. he just misses just because he didn't have the back end of his career that you know people may have wanted from him, uh, or not the back end, more the middle end from him that he wasn't the greatest. He's starting to play a bit better with Arizona, but I think that that stuff it might be a little bit tough. But a guy who a lot of people from our generation are going to want to end up getting in, even though he probably won't. Uh, and then Corbin Carroll. He's 22 years old. He's going to have probably 300 homers, 300 stolen bases, probably even more, probably could win an MVP at some point in his career. Uh, so Corbin Carroll, I think, has a pretty good chance to make it. Colorado, do you have anybody here? You know, a year and a half ago, I would have said Chris Bryant was on pace, but uh, he's he's not even on the just misses list anymore. They got nobody. I want to talk about how good of a fielder Ezekiel Tovar is. Oh, I know geez. he is struggling. If Anderson Simmons doesn't get in, then this guy doesn't. But he's 21 years old, and he's starting to hit better. Anderson Simmons didn't play in Colorado. Ezekiel Tovar is starting to turn things around. If he finds his way into a decent season here, wins the gold glove at shortstop, you know, hits 20 homers, steals 20 bags, and then does it 10 times over and over and over again. Then he got might go to he three all-star really games. He's only 21. <laughs> he's only 21 is the thing I'm trying to make here. I know, he's I got know. the room to get a lot better. He's playing in a spot that will inflate your stats quite a bit. And he's, you know, a top tier fielder at the most premier position to play defense in the entire league. So Ezekiel Tovar, I know you were going to you know laugh at me for that. But I he, did already. he has the ability, if everything goes right, we were like... I know it's a completely different type of player, yeah. but Starling Castro was a kind of kind of guy like this where you're like, yeah. holy shit, Starling Castro has 1,700 hits, and he's 33 right now. He hasn't played in the MLB in two years. If he stayed on the path that he was at from when he was young, he would have been a guy who got in because he had 2,500 hits, even though he didn't, wasn't you know the greatest player at any position at any mm-hmm. time in the entire league. He was still there for a long, long time. Moving on to the Dodgers. Yeah, uh, Kershaw will get very close to 100% on his first year. He's the best pitcher I saw in this era. Um, Let's see. Sorry, I got to do some maneuvering around here. Mookie Betts, 
just needs to finish strong. Uh, that's a guy who, if he doesn't get hurt, he'll be in the hall. Uh, we already mentioned Jansen for Boston. Uh, yeah, that's it. Kershaw. Yeah. Uh, Kershaw is a lock. Julio Urias has a chance if everything goes correctly, but he's been hurt this year, which hurts him. But he has that MVP. He has an ERA title. There's no all-stars, which is oh, kind of I forgot about Freddie Freeman. Of course, he's in too. Well, you mentioned him with the Braves. So there oh, is shit, that. My <laughs> but that's, that's still part of it. Freddie Freeman, I think, does make it. 33 years old. Already has 2,000 hits. Is signed through 2027. So he's got four more years. That's going to get him to 2,500, hopefully. Uh, and then Homer's, you know, probably going to be around 400 plus as well too, but career batting average of 299. And he's gone up more and more over these past few years, uh, with an MVP too. granted it was 2020, but he still sh- should be in there. And then the last guy I do want to mention is Mookie Betts, uh, MVP, two-time world series champ, six-time all-star, six-time gold glove, 30 years old, going to probably get to 2000 hits, going to get to 300 homers, but he has the MVP. He has the world series. He has those other awards that should be enough to get him in when he ends up retiring. And then the San Diego Padres, which is a very interesting team. Cause there's a lot of guys on this team that, you know, have a pretty damn good chance to get in. Yeah. Uh, I think Nelson Cruz is a lock. I think he's a uh, top five all time at his position which is DH. He's going to be pretty close to 500 homers. And, uh, and that's enough for me. So after that is where it gets interesting uh, because Manny Machado's on pace. Obviously that's a guy we talked about when we did this a year and a half ago, he'll be in the hall. Um, after that, Juan Soto, young guy group. Again, another guy, obviously if he keeps his same pace, it's very hard to do, but if he keeps the same pace, he'll be in the hall of fame. Unfortunately, for Fernando Tatis Jr., uh, this is another situation where if Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens aren't in the Hall of Fame, there's no way in hell this guy's getting in. Uh, But if some things change over the next 20 years, then yeah, absolutely. He's one of the best players we've ever seen. Yeah. First guy I want to mention who kind of surprised me when it comes to stats is you, Darvish. He has 1,900 strikeouts. He's under contract through 2028. So he's going to be playing for five more years after this one. Imagine if he started early. He's going to get to, you know, 2,500 strikeouts. Most likely he's not going to have any Cy Youngs unless, you know, he has some crazy 38 year old year. He's probably going to get a all-star, another all-star at some point in his career because he has, you know, five at this point. It's going to be an interesting debate. Uh, If you you look at a guy who has 2,500 Ks, had a career in Japan as well, too. Yeah. It's something that's going to be a lot closer than what I think people are talking about. Uh, Josh Hader is another guy who has, you know, a chance if everything goes correctly. A bit low on the saves when you look at a 29-year-old for 150. Uh, but he does have three relievers of the year. So there is that. Uh, you know, I'm so going to add you, Darvish, uh, because you, you mentioned the Japanese league. He came over when he was a lot older, over 25. And... You know, the hall now keeps track and counts college stats, Negro League. So I, I think the NPB could possibly be included by the time we get to Udarvish's case in eight years from now, whatever. Yeah. 
Uh, I do think the there's still five guys I want to talk about with yeah. the Padres. Uh, Xander Bogarts is the next guy because uh, he's only 30. I forgot about him. He, yeah, he's on pace for 2,500 hits. Yeah, sorry. What the Padres did is they gave him a contract through 2033. So he's going to be there for the next 10 years, whether he likes it or not. I mean, I guess he could retire, but you're going to be getting paid a shit ton of money. He's going to be, you know, 2,500 hits most yeah. likely. Going to be a guy, you know, 250 home runs. He won two World Series, whether he was, you know, a huge part of that 2013 Red Sox team or not. He was on that team and he's on. Obviously, a big part of that 2018 team, too. Four-time All-Star, five-time Silver Slugger. A dude that we are going to look at, and we're going to say, holy shit, this guy was never, you know, top-level shortstop, but he was around for a long time. And I yeah. think that really helps him out because he came up at 20. Uh, another guy came up super, super early and was really good from a super young age. Manny Machado came up at 19, has filled the shoes of whatever he was trying to fill. Uh, got a shit ton of money. Going to be in... San Diego again till 2033 already has 1600 hits and is 30 years old. He has a chance to be 2500 hit guy. He has a chance to be 400 to 450 homer guy. And I think when you look at that platinum glove, gold glove, you know, probably going to be an eight to 10 time all-star. Yeah. Should get in pretty easily. I I think think we should mention he completely revitalized his image too. That helps a lot. Uh, Juan Soto is the next guy, only 24 years old and is already approaching 700 career hits, has 140 career homers at 24 years old. He could be a dude that has, you know, 3000 hits if he doesn't walk as much or, uh, you know, the 500 to 600 career homers. If he, you know, gets onto that 50 homer type season, I don't really think he's there. But if things were to kind of turn that way in his later half of his career, he could get there. He has a slash line. I think that's, you know, pretty easily there. Uh, and is going to have the stats when it's all said and done, most likely. Next guy, Fernando Tatis. I know, you know, this this suspension is really going to be tough. But when you yeah. talk about how good he is, he should be mentioned at least. Uh, but he probably won't get in just because he got suspended. And then Nelson Cruz, 42 years old, 2,000 hits, 464 homers. Uh, I think the seven-time All-Star is definitely going to help a ton. Uh, Overall, pretty good career. I don't think he gets to 500 homers, but uh, uh, still, you know, 464 is definitely something that helps. If you hit 300 in your career, you were one of the best power hitters of your era. That's what some people don't realize, you know. Some of these numbers are insane. Yeah. Uh, I do not have anybody from the Giants unless you do. Brandon Crawford and Mad Bum are going to just miss, but hey, you got Posey. It's fine. Yeah. 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 Uh, Posey is a guy who I actually compare quite a bit to Adley because, uh, you know, if they With didn't the come, up at, yeah. come up at, you know, that super, I mean, Posey came up when he was 22, but he really didn't, you know, have impact until he was 23. Adley kind of a bit older. But, you know, has the MVP three-time World Series, you know, three-time World Series might be a lot for, for Atlee to get. But he has the ability to get a couple there and kind of be comparable to Buster there. Uh, but that's it. That's all for Hall of Fame talking about those a long all time. All right. Man, we grinding through the second half quick or are we going to take a break? What do you think? Whatever you want. Let's try to do it. So the first part of the second half, the NBA draft. I mentioned it earlier. We talked about Wemby. He went number one, but some other stuff, too. Uh, Kyle, did you have a favorite pick or least favorite pick from the draft? Uh, nah. Okay. Great well, Dick. 
Grady Dick was a great pick. Uh, so I, I actually have a little spiel for both of them. I think the best draft was the Rockets. You know, Amen Thompson at number four. Someone has to tell Jalen Green, you got to be the number two option if you want to win a ring. And Amon Thompson's a real point guard, should be a good fit with Ime Udoka. Uh, Cam Whitmore also at 20. They could have taken him at four, and people wouldn't have complained at all. Uh, I think the worst draft, however, was Orlando. They had six and 11. Anthony Black, the guard from Arkansas, number six, can't shoot. Jet Howard, son of Jawan at 11, has never played defense a day in his life. It's going to be hard to get these guys on the floor with the great two-way guys they have. And, you know, they're going to look back and say, man, we, we should have taken a couple more wings who uh, who we trusted. So that's unfortunate, but shit happens. Uh, some more basketball here that uh, we just have to mention, even if we don't talk about it for a long time. Jordan Poole going to the Wizards for CP3. A couple of players and picks involved that don't really matter. I, I really think the whole goal here was bringing back Draymond Green and saving some money. And I know a lot of Warriors fans are upset, but if this means we're going to have enough cap space to go after Luca in two years from now, or even uh, not even Luca, just another max player, I'm okay with it because if we don't have Draymond, we're not winning another championship uh, with this group. So those are my thoughts. CP3, if he plays, you know, 18 minutes a game and doesn't turn over the ball, I'll be happy. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm cool with CP3. Uh, okay, very, okay. Uh, with it. Bet. Uh, and then one one more thing here in the second half, the College World Series. It was an awesome tournament. You know, we don't talk about college baseball as much because the stats are harder to find than usual uh, in college sports. But it was the LSU Tigers. They got it done in game three against the Gators. Uh, they crushed them after getting trust, 18 to four. Uh, we saw Paul Skeens got uh, got the most outstanding player in the tournament. Just a ridiculous performance from him that uh, might get him drafted number one. Uh, and I definitely did not think that would happen a couple weeks ago when we talked about this, Kyle. So, so awesome for the Tigers, man. You know, yeah. this was the Paul best teams. Yeah, Paul Skeens is something, man. Do you think he makes the MLB this year? Definitely depends on the team, but I think he is capable for sure. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, no. All right, well, that's Rangers. Know, really yes, gonna, where he's gonna go. He's not, he's not gonna fall. Three. He's not gonna fall there. Yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and get into our bowl predictions and layups over this past week. Uh, last week I had Cincinnati over Colorado on Wednesday. Cincinnati was rolling as part of their twelve-game win streak, uh, and obviously got the dub there. Skeller had San Diego over Washington on Friday. That was a big win for the Padres on Friday. Mm-hmm. I ended up losing the next two games of the series, so good pick by Skyler there. Thank you. Uh, this week, I have Texas over the Tigers on Wednesday. Joey Wentz is starting that game for the Tigers. He has a 70 already going against the best lineup in baseball. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, that should be on On Thursday night, I got the Angels over the White Sox. I had a, a similar bet with these two teams a couple weeks ago, and the Angels crushed Lance Lynn, and that's who's starting. Sandoval takes down Lance Lynn on Thursday. Full prediction last week, I had the M's over the Yankees on Thursday. That was a Brian Wu start uh, in the Bronx, and he got it done. They won, I think, 10-3 to three in that game, so good job to the M's there. Skyler had Florida wins the College World Series. They made it there. Looked good. Looked, looked good in the first uh, 
first inning after White Langford hit his nuke, but uh, it turned bad after that, unfortunately. Yeah. So uh, that's a red for Skyler. This week, I have the Giants over the Mets on Friday in Queens. That is a Carlos Carrasco start versus the surging Giants. Uh, give me the Gigantes. Yeah, I got Kyle Tucker. Over one and a half total bases against St. Louis tomorrow. Nothing uh, particular that I loved. It just seems like a good matchup. He's facing Miles Mikolas and a St. Louis team with a horrific bullpen. So uh, we'll take Kyle Tucker to hit him hit himself over a base and a half. That's going to do it for episode uh, 146. You know, I really enjoyed researching this one, too. I, I had some fun today. Yeah, we're, we're approaching episode 150. Pretty crazy. 156 oh, yeah. should be week one of the NFL, too. So I think we're 10 weeks away from there. All right. Maybe that's a bit wrong, but if I remember correctly, one was that, 53 was that, 104 was that, so 56 should be that. Uh, so 10 weeks away, hopefully. And I guess we'll see you next week for episode 147. Let's go. Who are we rooting for? Let's go young guys. Let's get some more young guys, especially young pitchers, getting their shit together so uh, we can add more to the Hall of Fame list next year. Yeah. We'll see you guys next week. Let's go.